I want to take you to 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 in the King James Version. He said, in some things, wait a minute, did I miss that? In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of Alan Meshagin. Are you seeing what he's saying here? He's talking about God, Tom. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And now here we are moving into a Thanksgiving week. And I thought about it earlier this morning. My God, how many people are just not thankful for nothing? I've gotten to a place I'm thankful for everything. I remember my daddy, my daddy, when he turned about 80 years old, whatever it was, he sat up on the set side of his bed. I was there when he, it was his birthday. He sat up on the side of his bed and he looked at his feet and he started thanking God for his feet. But we've forgotten to thank God for things that we take for granted. Man, I take nothing for granted anymore, Tom. Not a thing. Because God has given it to us. And I want to say this, being thankful is an expression of gratitude. What for? For the things God has allowed you to possess. For the things God has allowed you to experience. For the warmth that you feel. For the joy that you feel. For the healing that's come your way. For the prosperity and peace. I thank God for that. If you want more... You will never get more in God until you understand how to be thankful for what you already have. How many people believe that's the truth? So I want to thank God for the things he's allowed me to possess. And this takes a mind shift. A mind shift. What do you mean? I will give thanks, Floyd, in spite of the predicament, in spite of of the circumstance, in spite of the voices, in spite of the evil looks, in spite of the naysayers, Tom, I will give thanks to God. And just be, uh, have a thankful nature. I will not be unthankful for what I do not have, but rather, I will give thanks for what I do have. I will have a mind shift, say that with me. I will have a mind shift from what's not in my basket to what is in there. The basket is my life. Let me say that again. I will have a mind shift from what's not in my basket to what's in my basket, in there. Or um, we, we see people always looking at another's basket, another's life. Another's goods. We're always looking at another's basket, not seeing the good in our own. So we're never thankful because I'm looking at Cheryl's basket. I wrote a song when I had my band back years ago, The Grass is Always Greener in the Other Man's Field. It's because we're always looking in the other man's field, not realizing our field has got some green grass too. We've got some joy too. We've got some beauty too. We've got it. So I won't allow that. Whatever's in my basket, I'm going to thank God for what I have there, not for not what, what Randy's got and me, me being envious, envious of what he has and not looking at what God has allowed me to possess. Thanksgiving to me is more, and I did not 
want to deal with Thanksgiving this week, but this came out early this morning. Actually, the, the message today, if you want to look at our title, is A New Perspective. Everybody say, A New Perspective. And it takes a new perspective. Because everything's negative right now. Politics, negative. Wouldn't it be great to be able to turn on the TV and people not tell you how bad another person is? How about telling me how good they are? What they can accomplish? Don't tell me what they... God, there's so much mess going on. I am going on the record saying I'm sick of politics. Sick of it. Now, I'm not perfect, okay? But I'll tell you this. If I was going after an office, I wouldn't want to down the person that's beside me. I'd want to show people that I have the ability to do great things in that office. Because all they're showing me is they can tell you the negatives. And they're supposed to be leaders. That's your free part today. Thanksgiving is more than a turkey dinner, Floyd. It's an attitude of gratitude. That's why I'm thankful today. It's a new perspective. A mind shift, but it's a new perspective. Seeing things a different way. I know this is a difficult that it gets difficult at times. How many people have some difficulties? Oh, come on, you know it's true. It's difficult at times because as we as humans, somehow we have the ability to focus on the negatives and miss the good things we have. Have you ever watched children getting a, a, a treat? Now, watch this. They all get treats. But you have to be very careful, ask Kathy. You have to be very careful not to give different colored treats or different kinds of treats because if you give different ones, invariably that child is going to go, I wanted that one. They're not happy with the treat they have. They want somebody else's treat. And if you swap out, they're going to go, hmm, they're not happy with that either. So now they want both of them. We can't do that. In our new perspective, we've got to see things clearly and understand that what we have is enough. Because God says it is enough. So I'm not going to focus on what is the negative on the positive. And I said something a couple of weeks ago. We need, we need the positive of the Holy Ghost. We need a Holy Ghost mind shift. A new perspective. So I'll take you to 1 Peter 1.13 in two different versions. 1 Peter 1.13 in King James and 1 Peter 1.13 in the NIV. I'll do with the King James first. He makes a statement here that's very important. He's talking to Christians. He's not talking to heathens. He's not talking to sinners. He's talking to you and to me. 1 Peter 1.13, wherefore gird up the loins of your mind. Your mind, it's critical. The mind shift is important. The new perspective has to be gird the loins of your mind. I'll show you what this means in a minute. And be sober. He's not talking about you're, you're drunk, you're drinking too much tequila. He's talking about there is drunk, you're drunk on other thoughts. You're getting carried away. He said, be careful with that. Watch this. He said, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, let's read that in the NIV, New International Version. Therefore, prepare. 
Everybody say prepare. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. You have to be able to prepare your mind for action. There has to be a new perspective. The mind shift has to be in place. And he said, be, have self-control. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace. Now watch this. On the grace to be given you, you when Jesus Christ is revealed. There's a grace that's going to be given to you. But in order for you to receive it properly, you're going to have to gird the loins of your mind. It's a new perspective. It's like a thought came to me uh, about a Facebook I wrote early this morning. I didn't sleep a lot last night. It was very difficult. And um, I got up and, and, and I, I, I was being thankful. You know, I, I do the 30 days of thanks. And today was the 20th day of thanks. And so I put on there, and it's a new perspective. It's a mind shift, Tim. I said, I want to thank God for all the people that has left me. Now watch this. I want to thank God for all the people that have left me. For now I know who's with me. Are you seeing the perspective? Are you seeing the mind shift? Now I can see who's with me because they were never with me if they left me. So therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. I will not allow my mind. I will not allow my mind, Kenny. And this is important. I will not allow my mind to go into a dark place. I will not allow my mind to go down the rabbit hole. Chasing something that I cannot even catch. I will not sit and think about what could have been, should have been, they did, who did, what did. I'm going to say, Lord, thy will be done. I will, say this with me, I will control my thoughts. Because if you do not control your thoughts, your thoughts will control you. I will not allow my mind to go there. I will not allow my mind to go in a dark place. I will control my thoughts. Watch this. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. You want perfect peace? Yes, I want peace in my life. He'll give you perfect peace whose mind, new perspective, mind is stayed on him. Bible says thee, but that's what he's talking about. Mine has stayed on thee <coughs> because he trusts in thee, God. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. So the criteria is you have to trust him in order to have perfect peace. In order to trust him, Christian, you have to have a mind shift and a new perspective because it goes against your human nature to trust something you cannot see. Looking for everything else, trying to find perfect peace. Mike, it doesn't happen. I've tried. Has anybody tried to find perfect peace through alcohol or drugs or relationships? I, I can get down here with you if you want me to because I've tried a lot of it. And you know what I found out? I was disappointed. Because I never found it. I never found it. I, it's not there. I tried to find it in music. I did all the music. I thought this will do it for me. I'll play on the stage with some big people. That never did it for me. 
I'll hang out with those. It didn't matter. I never felt it. And I said this morning early, God, all the things I've experienced in life, there's nothing that can compare to you. Not a thing. But to see that new perspective, a mind shift, because you have to control your mind because you start thinking those things are what brings perfect peace. And I'm going to tell you, it will bring perfect death. See, I've learned a lot in my life. A lot of it I had to learn the hard way. My daddy would warn me, son, don't do that. And you know what I'd do? I'd do it anyway. And I'd go back to him and he'd say, you tried it, didn't you? Yes, sir. Did you learn anything? Sure did. <laughs> I love the, old, the older people. They're smart. Amen. You know why they're smart? Because they've already been there and done it. Yes, but we look for peace, perfect peace in everything else except the right place. There is no perfect peace outside of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. None. I believe in him. Tom, I trust him. I trust him with my life. I trust him with my family. I I trust him. I, I just want to find all the proper things to say about him because he's so special to me. That's why I love that song, He's the goodness of God. They sing here at Turn. I know we've played it so much, but I love the song because it means something to me. God, there's so much running through my spirit right now. See, my style of preaching is different than other people. I actually try to listen to God when I'm standing here. I really do, Tom. Christian, I really do. Because when He drops something in my spirit, it may save your life at that moment. I've heard people say, man, you said that. It turned me around, changed me right then, boom. Because I listened to him. Brother Gross, one day, he was, he was a little bit discouraged on something. And I walked up to him and I said, son, I, I didn't know. I just, still in the spirit, I said, son, God's about to turn some things around. He, he, he's got you exactly where he wants you. And it didn't look good. But God did exactly what we said would happen. Am I right? What if I missed it that day? What if, Tom, you were here and I missed that word because I I was determined to do it the way someone else does it? Not listening to God. Self-control, new perspective, gird the loins of your mind. See, I'm giving you all the points. Romans 15, verse 5 and 6. Now the God of patience. New perspective, mind shift. Watch this. Now the God of patience. Aren't you glad he's patient? Now the God of patience and consolation. Grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Jesus Christ. Or Christ Jesus. That you may be one mind. Mind shift. New perspective, that you might be one mind, one mouth. Glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. What do you mean? Patience and consolation. Patience and the God of comfort. That's what he's talking about. He will give you patience. He's a God of patience and a God of comfort. It's the same word in the Hebrew for parakletos, which is the comforter. Right there in consolation. If you look at it clearly and try to break it down, 
that if we're going to be one like-minded, then we've got to look into or embrace the God of patience and consolation. We have to. And we have to have that one mind. But then he caps it off with this. And I may end with this. He says in Philippians 2.5, Let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. Mind shift, new perspective. We are children of God. Called according to his purpose. We are like him, Debbie. We are like him. Now the enemy will come and try to diffuse you. Try to take your, I preached a whole message on being diffused. I need to find that message. You can never allow the enemy to take your, to diffuse you. To take away the power that God has given you. A weapon that has no fuse is not a weapon. By that I mean it's designed to go off with some kind of mechanism. If it's not there, it doesn't go off. If the enemy can take your mechanism away, you will never be explosive for God. I'll end with this statement. The mind, your mind, say my mind. Is an amazing thing. God created the mind to be limitless and productive. Let me say it again. Limitless and productive. He didn't want you to numb it or dumb it down. He he wants it to live. He wants it to be alive. The secrets of the universe are in your brain. You just got to unlock it.